today, you might hear some words that you've already heard, but we've been talking for the past several weeks about the Holy Spirit. And if you wonder, if you wonder part of the Holy Spirit's role, it's, it's here today as we're assembled. He's here. He's amongst us. He's in us. He, he comes upon us to help us serve. He, he comes upon us to help uh, whatever we're facing, and, and He comes amongst us as well. And that's why, um, parents, I want to give you a hand today. Let's give our parents a hand today. Come on, let's give them a hand. Why do I say that? Because they're consistently keeping their kids in church, and their kids are being changed. Listen, I could, I could preach 75 messages, but just the presence of God here today, it, it's, it's an impartation, it's an association, and it helps all of our kids to be able to go out to their world equipped, sing straight. Same with us. So I thank God for the power and the presence and the ministry of the Holy Spirit, and Jesus said that you must wait for the promise of the Father. Acts chapter 1 says, Dear Theophilus, in the first volume of this book, I, Luke, wrote on everything that Jesus began to do and teach until the day he said goodbye to the apostles, the ones he had chosen through the Holy Spirit, and was taken up to heaven. After his death, he presented himself alive to them in many different ways. Jesus is, li- Jesus is alive. He's our Savior. He's our Lord. He's our baptizer in the Holy Spirit. He's our healer. He's our deliverer. He's our peacekeeper. He's, he's just wonderful. And thank God he's alive, right? So, so uh, Jesus appeared in, in face-to-face meetings over the period of 40 days. He talked to them about things concerning the kingdom of God. And as they met and they ate meals together, he told them that they were no account, on no account to leave Jerusalem, but we, mu- we must, you must wait for the, what the Father promised. You must wait for what the pr- Father promised. The promise you heard from me, John baptized in water, and you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And he said, this is going to happen soon. He's talking to, uh, he's talking to his disciples here. Uh, he, he's he's uh, in John chapter 20, after Jesus rose from the dead, Jesus, Jesus imparted the Holy Spirit to them. That's when they got born again. But he said, listen, before you go out and start ministering for me, I want you to wait in Jerusalem because I need to have the Spirit of God that's on the inside of you. I need them to come upon you so that you can overcome the impossible, so you can stand, so you can persevere, so you can serve in, in such a way that goes beyond your natural ability. And we need that every day. Acts 1.8. What you'll get is the Holy Spirit. And when, every say when. All right, every say when. When the Holy Spirit does what? Comes on you. When the, Holy, when the Holy Spirit comes on you. When the Holy Spirit comes on you. When He comes upon you, you'll be able to be my witnesses. You'll take a stand for Christ. In Jerusalem, your world, over all Judea, that's the surrounding area, Samaria, spreads out to our region, even to the ends of the world. We have partnerships all over the world, so we are definitely a great commissioned church, if you're wondering. The Amplified says, but you'll receive power. But you'll receive power and ability. You'll receive power and ability to serve others. When the Holy Spirit does what? Comes on you. When? The whole, when are you going to get this power? When are you going to get this ability? When, when are you going to be able to overcome the impossible? When the Holy Spirit gets more involved in our life every day. Every day. Every day. And you'll be my witnesses to tell about me both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and even to the ends of the world. The Weist translation says it like this. You shall receive power. You shall receive energy. Anybody stand some energy today? Oh, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be refilled with the Holy Spirit. Get energized. And when you pray in the Spirit, that same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead will quicken our minds and our mortal bodies by His Spirit. When does this energy come? When we get filled with the Holy Spirit. When does this power come? When we get filled with the Holy Spirit. So it goes on to say, you shall receive power or energy of the kind which God has and the kind that God exerts. 
I wonder if, if we yielded the Holy Spirit on the inside, the Holy Spirit comes upon us, then he says you're going to receive the same kind of power with which God has and with which God exerts after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Thank God for his power. I don't even know a day for the past 40 plus years that I received the Holy Spirit uh, that I don't know a day that I've not prayed in the Spirit. I just don't know a day that I haven't yielded to Him. I'm not saying I yielded to Him as much as I should have, but thank God I, I yield to Him every day because I need Him. I, I need His help. I, I, need, that, I, I need that kind of uh, power and energy that God has, and He gives it to us by the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because God the Holy Spirit came to live on the inside of us. And that Spirit also comes upon us when we get baptized in the Holy Spirit, which is subsequent to salvation. The prophet Joel, as we read before in the Old Testament, spoke of this day, and and it was fulfilled in Acts chapter 2. We see it. Joel 2.28, ESV says, And it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my Spirit. How? I will pour out my Spirit on all men. I will pour out my Spirit. He said all. Men, women, Children, senior, whoever you are, on all flesh, and your sons will, and your daughters shall prophesy, and, and, and that interpretation can be preached, and your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions, even on, say on, all right, you've never probably participated like this before, but I want to drill it in, say on, so even on the male and female servants in those days, I will pour out my spirit. So the prophet Joel pointed to this day that the Holy Spirit was going to come on his church, come on his kids, come on all flesh to empower them to live right and to empower them to fulfill their purpose. You have a purpose. You have a purpose. There's a cause for which God uh, has for your life. And, and don't, don't delay in getting engaged in that, per, uh, in that purpose one more day because you want to live your rest of your life in such a way that you're fulfilling God's purpose for your life. And all of a sudden, when you, when you reach your seasoned years, latter years, you're going to look back and say, oh, I thank God. I, I enacted and I, I yielded to the a perfect will of God for my life. A life without purpose is a life without a cause. And what are you going to get up tomorrow for? A life without a cause? No, that's when everything sort of breaks in on you of all the world systems and you're just out there and you have no, no purpose, no assignment, but you have an assignment from God. Every single person here, every single person viewing online, you have a purpose. Acts 2.14 says, but Peter... But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them. This was Acts 2, fulfilling Joel. Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words. For these people are not drunk, as you suppose, since it's only the third hour of the day. But this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. That's when the Spirit of God came upon them in the day of Pentecost. And I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. He's, you know, when, when, when the power of God comes upon all flesh, that, that means the presence of God on the inside of us comes upon us and, and, and acts our purpose. He helps us be a witness. He helps us, you know, not just go witnessing and handing out tracts. You're just going to be a witness wherever you go without even saying it. And then God will give you opportunities to share your story. And uh, you'll get those cards out there and you'll be ready. Who's going to hand out the next card? Who's going to talk about our church? Because we know people need what we have desperately. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions. I'm not, I'm not re- reading Joel again. I'm just repeating it that it, was, it happened in the Acts chapter 2. It was written as the fulfillment. And your sons and daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. Even on, even what? On, even what? On my male servants and female servants. In those days, I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And this is what's known as being baptized in the Holy Spirit. When when you were born again, the Holy Spirit baptized you in the Christ. And that's that's the first thing that, that that's what happens to you when you receive Jesus. And then the next thing you need to do is sign up for water baptism, so you can identify publicly with what you just received and what happened on the inside of you. 
right? So when, when we identify with Christ, we're standing up for Christ. When we get into the baptismal, thank God, we, we, when Jesus died, we died because he died for us. When Jesus was raised from the dead, we were raised from the dead because he, he rose from the dead for us. When he was seated at the right hand of the Father, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that's named, so were we. We are seated with Christ in heavenly places. So the next thing, you know, three biggies that we, we talk about a lot around here. Be born again, receive Jesus. Be filled with the Holy Spirit after you're saved. Get, get saved, get filled with the Holy Spirit. You don't introduce the world to the Holy Spirit because they're not born again yet. You introduce them to Jesus. You receive Jesus, you become a candidate to be filled with the Holy Spirit because then Jesus turns around and now baptizes you in the Holy Spirit. You get a measure that you've never known before. His power, His strength, His energy comes upon you and you live a whole different life. And you continue to live right because now you have the power. The day of Pentecost came, so you don't have to wait anymore. You get filled with the Holy Spirit today. Oh, but I have to wait for the Holy Spirit. No, He came on the day of Pentecost. Now we find out about what, what God has done for us in Christ and, and being filled with the Holy Spirit, and we simply receive what the Father's already given to us in Acts 2, 1, 4. And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, and when the day of Pentecost had come, they were all assembled together in one place, when suddenly there came a sound from heaven like a rushing, violent tempest blast, and it filled the whole house. Thank God for the Holy Spirit filling this whole house, filling our babies and our, and our kids, removing burdens, destroying yokes, ministering to our youth, our young adults, all, all of us adults and seniors. God, I thank you for your Holy Spirit helping us every single day. presence of God filled the whole house in which they were sitting, and there appeared to them tongues resembling fire, which were separated and distributed, which settled on each of them, and they were all filled, right? So, so now the Spirit of God's coming upon them because now they're being baptized in the Holy Spirit, and now the Spirit of God comes to fill them to overflowing. It's talking about me, it's talking about you. If you're filled with the Holy Spirit, it says, and they were all filled with, what's the next thing say? Diffused throughout their souls. They were all filled, diffused throughout their souls with the Holy Spirit. And they began to speak in other different foreign languages. Or, or it's, you know, you hear about tongues, but it's really languages, right? And, and as the Spirit, you don't just all of a sudden speak on your own. You yield to the Holy Spirit. He gives you words, and He gives you words to say, and by faith you step out. We walk by faith in this area. And let me tell you something. As you walk by faith, and, and you expect the Holy Spirit to give you words, and you speak them out, you're, you're operating in faith walk, which will help you in every area of your life to, to walk in faith, because every day you yield to the Holy Spirit, walking by faith, because you're yielding to Him, and you're speaking out words that He gives you. Oh, what good's that? Well, you're going to find out. Woo! Thank God you're going to find out some today. Right? So, let me say it again. And they were all filled, right? Diffused throughout their souls with who? The Holy Spirit. And they began to speak in other or different languages or foreign languages and, and tongues. As the Spirit kept giving them clear and loud expression in each tongue in appropriate words. When we had a men's encounter, just came to my uh, remembrance, uh, Felipe, he, he's, um, is he Hispanic or is he Hispanic? Huh? Well, anyway, uh, he speaks Spanish. And, and really, he, he can't, he can't, at the time that we had that men's encounter, he, he, he couldn't really understand English. He, it was really, he was learning but you know what happened when the men's encounter happened? The, uh, the, the, the Holy Spirit helped Philippe interpret everything that was said perfectly. And he stood up and he said, you know, he, he had really, he was hard to communicate, but he said, I understand everything. The Holy Spirit helped me. Oh, I thank God. I thank God for the Holy Spirit. And they were all, this different translations, they were all filled and began. They were filled and began. They were filled, so they began to speak as the Spirit kept giving them the ability to speak out clearly and appropriately. 
CSB said, then they were all filled with the Holy Spirit as the Spirit enabled them. The Spirit enabled them to speak. The Passion Translation says they were all filled and equipped with the Holy Spirit, and they were inspired to speak in tongues or languages, empowered by the Holy Spirit to speak languages they had never learned. 20th century, they began to speak as the Spirit prompted their utterances. They began to, listen, when you, if you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit today, we're going to pray over you, and you're going to have some words come up on the inside of you, but the Holy Spirit has never spoken in tongues. No, He gives you words and you do the speaking. He does the prompting, He gives you the words, and you speak out what He's saying in your heart. Then all of a sudden it takes you to a whole new level of your relationship with Jesus and into a power that you have never known before and you can't overcome the impossible. There's some other examples about being filled with the Holy Spirit because I believe out of the mouth, like the Word says, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, every truth must be established. So as you've seen through this process, I've given you Scripture after Scripture after Scripture after Scripture. And here's another one, Acts 8, 14 through 17. When the Word reached the apostles in Jerusalem that Samaria had accepted God's Word, what does that mean then? If Samaria had accepted God's Word, what does that mean then? Were they saved? Well, let's, who is the Word? Well, Revelation 19 says, After I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. There's a real place called heaven. And this was really seen. After that, I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse appeared. The one, his name is Jesus, who was riding. It was called faithful, trustworthy, loyal, incorruptible, steady, and true. And he passed judgment and wages war in righteousness, holiness, justice, and uprightness. His eyes blaze like a flame of fire, and on his head are, are kingly crowns, diadems. And he has a title name inscribed that he alone knows or can understand. He's dressed in a robe, dyed in dipped with blood. And the title with which he is called is the Word of God. They receive the Word of God. They receive Jesus. They receive the Word of God. They receive Jesus. That's his name. Those in Samaria had accepted the Word, Jesus. Then what happened? Then they commissioned Peter and John to go to Samaria. Peter and John went down to Samaria where they prayed that the new believers would receive the Holy Spirit. This is because the Holy Spirit had not yet fallen upon them or come upon them, on any of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. They'd, they'd been baptized, the Holy Spirit baptized them in Jesus the Holy Spirit came within them. But there's an experience over and over again, the Word of God says, where the Spirit of God's going to come upon you. And you'll begin to speak in a language that, that you don't know. Maybe someone else does. But it's a private prayer language that you and God can, can go to levels of intimacy that you never thought possible. So the Holy Spirit had not fallen upon any of them. As of yet, and they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So, what happened? Well, Peter and John went there and laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. They were baptized in the Holy Spirit. They were baptized in the Holy Spirit. They began to speak in an unknown tongue. As the Spirit of God gave them utterance. As the Spirit of God gave them utterance. Maybe you've been in environments where there was an abuse of different languages or tongues in a service or wherever. You didn't know that when I was praising God today, just in between, I was praising and thanking God and the Holy Spirit right along with praise and worship, which would take me up to another level. Whenever you're in a congregation like this, it's appropriate that you pray in the Holy Spirit up underneath your breath and watch how you're acting around people who don't know like you do. Wednesday nights when we go into prayer, you're going to see we're praying in English and we're praying in the Holy Ghost. But you've been taught that and you will be taught that. And come and help us add your supply so we can take out some major targets and pray out the will of God. I'm not saying I would never pray in the Spirit. I can do it any time because I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. But you, know, you might not have been taught about this and you're like, I, I am the type... 
a person, when, when I was first coming in, I said, I have to see it line upon line, precept upon precept, and also I'd like to see it in people's lives, how they're living, and, and what it's doing for them. So they received the Holy Spirit after they had hands laid on them. Acts 10, 43. To him, Jesus, to him, Jesus, all the prophets testify or bear, bear witness that everyone who believes in him, who adheres, trusts to, relies on him, giving himself up. Have we given ourselves up? There's sometimes we just praise God because it's a sign I give up. Right? Stick them up. I give up. I yield. It's the least we can do to a God who paid his ultimate price to die for our sin, who was raised, is alive. We yield to him. I heard it said the other day, you know what? I've heard men and women say this before. I would die for my kids. You ever heard that said? I would die for my kids. My challenge to you is why don't you live for them? You die once. You live every single day, 365, year after year after year after year after year. Wonder if you'd do that. That would be great because you'll fulfill the will of God and you'll raise a family that will supernaturally overcome things that might be taking other people out. Our kids need to be filled with the Holy Spirit and power and energy. I, I look I love the day where where, you know, when 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 all of us We'll be wherever we are, praying the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. Oh, there's so many, so many reasons why I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. While Peter was speaking, speaking the words, he was preaching the word, the Holy Spirit fell on them, all who were listening to the message. And the believers from among the circumcised or the Jews who came with Peter were so surprised. And they were amazed because the free gift of the Holy Spirit had, had been given and poured out largely even on the Gentiles. How did they know this? How did they know this? For, verse 46, for they heard them talking in languages or unknown tongues, languages, and extolling and magnifying God. Being filled with the Holy Spirit a high 90 plus percentage is for your own personal devotion every day, wherever you are. Now, there are the gifts of the Spirit when, when God will use, you know, uh, would manifest Himself in the public assembly, and the Word all says about that. Don't you speak in tongues unless you're going to interpret it because, you know, the people that come are unlearned and, and they need to hear things in English so they can learn. You don't just come in here praying the Holy Spirit all service, and then you have all kinds of people wondering, what the heck? But I'm not ashamed of praying in the Spirit. I'm not. Those you continue to go back into your mess, addictions, relationships, whatever, one of the reasons why you go back is because you're not filled. We need to be being filled, Ephesians 5 said. You know, every day, and, and you know, we, we hear about this one falling, that one falling. Oh, that ministers into this, that minister. I thought he was spirit-filled. Well, he's not spirit-filled that day. When you stay filled with the Holy Spirit, he's going to give you power to say no, power to move on, power to get out of that, power to go forward, power to overcome that mountain. Why did they know that they were filled? They all heard them. Talking unknown tongues, language, and you know what? And along the process of praying in the Spirit, you, we're extolling, we're magnifying God. Amplified says, for they heard them talking in unknown tongues or languages and exalting and magnifying and praising and extolling and praising God's greatness, glorifying God. Watch what you say about this. I will not force you to receive the Holy Spirit where he comes upon you, you begin to speak as the Spirit gives you utterance. I won't force that, but I want to highly encourage it to the point Jesus said, don't you leave Jerusalem. Don't. I'm talking about all you believers. You get, don't you, don't. Don't leave because I know it's ahead of you. It's going to be, it's going to be beyond your ability. It's going to be beyond your power to, to withstand what, what is coming down the pike. 
Acts 19 says, while Apollos was in Corinth, Paul went through the upper inlands. I mean, I'm giving you more than two or three or four or five. Paul went through the upper inland districts and came down to Ephesus. And there he found some disciples. Who are disciples? Believers, followers of Jesus. And he asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit? Did you receive the baptism into the Holy Spirit when you believed on Jesus Christ? When you were baptized into Christ and they said, we haven't even heard about this Holy Spirit. I was there. I saw it when I was coming up as a little boy, but because of what I saw, a lot of out of order things, I was timid about it. Although God was dealing with me, there's more that I want to do in your life. There's more of me that you can have. You could be filled. And he asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit? We haven't heard about the Holy Spirit. And, and he asked them, into what baptism were, uh, were they baptized? He said, John's baptism. Remember, John did. He baptized in water, right? That was what Jesus was going to come and do. Baptize in water. But Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, receiving Jesus, turning from your old ways, continually telling the people that they should believe in the one who was to come after him, that is Jesus, having a conviction full of joyful trust in him, the Messiah, and being obedient to him. On hearing this, they were baptized again because now they knew what water baptism was, so they went ahead and baptized them again with this Knowledge I'm identifying with Jesus Christ in his death, burial, and resurrection. And as Paul laid his hands upon them, the Holy Spirit did what? The Holy Spirit did what? How, how do we know? Because they began to spoke. They, they began to speak in foreign or un, unknown tongues or languages and prophesied. 1 Corinthians 14 says, most of all, try to proclaim the truth. If you praise God in the private prayer language in tongues, and private prayer language of the words that are coming up out of you, and you are, you are speaking those out, you're not speaking to men, you're speaking to God. God understands you, but no one else does because you're praying in the Spirit. Unless it's interpreted, who else could be edified? That's when the gifts of the Spirit are in operation. But no one else understands, for you are sharing intimacies just between you and Him. You're sharing intimacies between you and Him. The one who prays using a private prayer language certainly gets a lot out of it, but the proclamation of God's truth to the church in its common language, the known language, brings the whole church into growth and strength. So there's a, there is a very much of a balance here. Uh, you, you might say, I don't, I don't really hear praying in the Spirit around here that much. Well, there's a lot of praying in the Spirit going on. It's just we're yielding to it, but we're amongst unbelievers. Sunday morning, we get everything. You know, all types of walks. Those that do not know Him, those that do, and those that are, are not filled, those are filled. So that's part of maturity, learning and growing up. And man, when you go, to, when you go home on Thanksgiving, you don't pray in the Spirit over that turkey. Unless you want the whole turkey yourself, they probably go ahead and get out of there. See, that's, there, there's a wisdom to flowing in the Holy Spirit. But I can, 100%, wherever I go, because I'm not trying to put on anything. I'm not trying to act spiritual. I'm just, being, I'm, I'm just praying between me and God. I, I'm, I'm just praying out intimacies. I'm, I'm just praying out. I, I, I'm thanking God as I'm praying. I'm getting energy. I'm getting strength. I'm, I have overcoming power. And, and words like impossible don't mean anything anymore. And, and whatever, facing, whatever we're facing, we can and will overcome with the presence of the Holy Spirit. For the next few minutes, let's talk about some benefits of being filled with the Holy Spirit. And in conclusion with what we've been talking about. And um, Joseph will be getting up to date on our website soon. I've had him so booked up, that's why we're sort of a little bit behind. But we're going to get up real soon so you can hear this whole series if you would like. But Romans 8.26 in the Weist translation says, 
The Holy Spirit lends a helping hand. Wait a minute. Did you just get that? I don't think we got that. The Holy Spirit, God the Holy Spirit, that's all-powerful, that's all-knowing, that knows everything, that knows the end from the beginning, knows our future better than we know our past. I mean, God Almighty, in the person of the Holy Spirit, dwells in you. He comes upon you. He said, let me help you. But here's the thing. Sometimes we're not as aware of the Holy Spirit as we need to be. No wonder why sometimes we're getting worn out. Oh, Holy Spirit. I mean, you need to get proper respite, and you, you need to watch your, your, your plate. My wife and I, it seems we've been operating at, at, at high RPMs lately, and, and thank God for her going to, um, you know, kindle the flame when she gets back. Well, well geez, we have to go down in, in Georgia. Didn't say the devil went down to Georgia. So we got to deal with those. And uh, so anyway, but uh, let's go back here. So, but you have to watch those red zones and then pull it in, but also be praying in the Holy Spirit throughout in between. Romans 8, 26 says the Holy Spirit lends a helping hand. The Phillips translation says the Holy Spirit helps our present limitations. The black translation says the Holy Spirit gives assistance in our weaknesses. He takes hold of the problem on the other side. He takes hold of the problem with me that has a hold of the problem, and there's nothing we can't overcome. With me and God and the Holy Spirit, that's why when I was in college, my whole life I was up and down my walk, my walk with Christ. But I, I faced a crisis and I went to the power of the Holy Spirit rather than let me take it down and then have a future like, I hate to say it. You want to know what your life could have been? Look at your family that has not lived a life for Jesus. You tell me the difference. I thank God I said yes. I thank God he had patience with me. I thank God he, 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 he didn't put me in ministry until I was filled with the Word and filled with the Holy Spirit. The Johnson translation says, the Holy Spirit compensates for our inadequacies. The authentic translation says, he comes to the assistance of our limitations. Then we see in Romans 8, 27, these are all benefits, praise God. When you don't know what to pray for as you ought, the Holy Spirit helps us pray out the perfect will of God. You're facing a situation, you might have some scripture come up that deals with that situation. Once you prayed that scripture in crisis, Holy Spirit, I, I prayed out the word that I knew. Remind me of any word that needs to apply in this situation, but I'm asking you to do what I cannot do. Do things I don't even know that needs to be done. I'm limited here in my own ability, but I'm going to pray in the Holy Spirit. You're going to give me words. I'm going to speak it out, and then all of a sudden, I'm giving you a platform. I'm giving you prayer tracks. I'm giving you a place to go ahead and walk these things out and help us. Too much frustration happens to us when we don't pray out the will of God. We, we can sense the will of God, but we have no tracks to go forward. The Holy Spirit helps keep our prayers in harmony with the will of God, agreeably to God's good pleasure. No more do we have to leave prayer feeling that our prayer was inadequate. I prayed a certain prayer every day, and then I say, God, fill in the blanks. And I begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. There are things God wants to do that can't be done unless we pray in the Holy Spirit. In emergency situations, we can pray. The Holy Spirit will help us pray for those who God places on our heart that we rarely see. You ever been just going along in life and all said, oh, yeah, I thought about this person. Well, a lot of times when, when you're thinking about a person, you ought to be praying for that person. God, I don't know what that means. I'm going to pray for them. I tear off blinders. Devil, you take your hands off them. In Jesus' name, I surround them with faith and love. God, draw them back in. Draw them back to church. Draw them back to your walk with them. Father, 
1 Corinthians 14, 2, as we've said, when we pray in the Spirit, we edify ourselves. We build ourselves up. We, listen, how many know that sometimes we've got to rebuild that which has been torn down? Every day we give out, we give out, we're working, we're working, we give out, we give out, we give out, we give out. But you know what? We should be praying in the Holy Spirit in between. Say, God, I need some more strength. Quicken my mind, on my body. I yield to your Holy Spirit. And you begin to pray. Are you listening? Are you getting this? What does that mean? God, I pray, Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all this within me. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Forget not all of your benefits. I thank you for forgiving all of our iniquities, for healing all of our diseases. Thank you, Father, by Jesus' stripes. And Father, I don't know about that person that's sick. I prayed out that word for them. I believe I received that word with them and for them. And Father, just for a moment, I'm going to begin to pray in, in the unknown tongue, in, lang- in the language that I yield to you and I vocalize. And you're going to pray out the very perfect will of God in that situation. And you're going to fill in the blank. You're going to fill in the gap. And you're going to help take part with me in this situation. And overcome it. And then you know what I begin to do? Listen, because I'm teaching on it, this is my prayer language, then I begin to say, oh, thank you, Father, for helping me give me utterance over this. Guess what? The Word says, I'm praying to God. He that speaks in an unknown tongue doesn't pray to men. He prays to God. Howbeit in the Spirit, He speaks mysteries, divine secrets, prays out the will of God. You know, when I'm praying like that, I know. I know God's unfolding that situation. My wife and I and our family are standing for different things. And you know what? Sometimes we praise God and we thank God for it. We thank God for it. And Father, help us. If there's things, if there's stop blocks, help us to remove it. If there's something hitching it or, or something delaying it in Jesus name we command it to leave oh thank you for Bosanda he said well you, you spoke in an unknown tongue here but you understand when they are filled when they are filled the spirit of God gave them the words when they are filled when the spirit of God came upon them God gave them words to speak I can't Speak this enough. I know we have some youth in here. Gosh, our youth need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, empowered to walk in, in that negative peer pressure on, on, in school. And when they're taught properly, they're on the inside amongst darkness and amongst different things. There are sometimes... We have to be certain places that don't look right, don't feel right. And, and by the way, when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, would you say that? And would you do that? And where, why would you go there? But anyway, there are some situations that will be in like a, a family party or this, that, or the other on the holidays. And, you know, anyway, some people will be drinking and, and, and stuff like that. And, and, and you know what? I found over the years of being filled with the Holy Spirit helped me keep my conscience clean, help me to keep alert. You know, again, this is a really, really old story, but, but it's worth repeating. When my wife and I were going through Raymond Bible College, she and I worked at the same hotel. She was a um, waitress and room service. I was a valet and I was a bellman. And the reason why we took these kind of jobs because I wasn't there to be in a career. I was there just to meet my needs and go through school and maximize my time. So, but as, as a bellman and, and valet, we used to have to uh, pick, up, pick up stewardesses and stewards at the, at the airport all the time, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And sometimes those crowds are really dark. Dark enough to say, hey, listen, we're going to be partying. Why don't you join us? And then, how do I say it? Say it. Yeah, well, when, when a female would, would uh, what, do you do, what do you call that? Hit on me? All right, is that, is that? Okay. So, I didn't go, I didn't brace up and say, <laughs> I still got it. No, the enemy is trying to eat you for lunch. And by the way, whenever someone tempted me and hit on me, I said, listen, well, my, I'm going to call my wife. She works here, and I'll go ahead, and you guys talk about it. And by the way, I keep my ring on all the time unless I'm at the beach and my hands blow up. 
just making sure. My wife and I agree. Hey, babe, that's both. Listen, our, our fingers are fat right now. Let's take our rings off. I need to get some of those rubber rings. They expand, don't they? All right. Well, anyway, how many want to thank God for being filled with the Holy Spirit? I'm telling you, that, that place is like that. I mean, wherever you go, that's dark and pulling on your flesh, trying to mess with your mind, praying in the Holy Spirit. No one knows you're doing it. You're walking with God in a private way, and we're yielding to Him, and He's helping us take a step when the flesh wants to go back. He's coming upon us to help us overcome something and, and, and live right, right in the midst of a dark world. No wonder when you get filled with the Holy Spirit, you're going to become a witness wherever you go. This is a big reason why I've never gone back to my mess. Romans 8, 13 in the Amplified. Let's put that up there. I want you to see it. One of the roles and benefits of being filled with the Holy Spirit says, For if you live according to the dictates of your flesh, listen to me. I'm on a, I am tempted to bring the series on Wednesday night up on Sunday morning. Because it's critical mass that you know. You are a spirit. You have a soul, and you live in a body. When you received Jesus, you were born again spiritually. God's life and nature came on the inside of us. The fruit of the Spirit came on the inside of us in seed form. Then we need to begin to grow and develop in Christ-likeness. But you have to also know that you still have the same body as you had before you got saved. You have that same body after you get saved. That body is not perfect or that body, the word says the the, uh, mortal is gonna take on immortality. And he said, you're you're gonna get a new body one day, but until then, you've you've got some things, you have to contend with your flesh. Because your flesh is gonna tempt you in the old ways and old things. See, this is a discovery. I told the the group, uh, Wentz and I said, this is a top three message for me. When I found out I'm a spirit, nothing wrong with my spirit, then all of a sudden I had the same desires and before I got saved, then I, then I realized, you know, I, I got to do something with my mind because we are a spirit, we have a soul, we live in a body. Whatever you do with your mind is going to help you renew your mind on the word, be renewed in the spirit of your mind, you connect with your spirit, then you dominate your flesh. Whoever you feed the most is going to win. If all you do is renew your mind on CNN, Fox, whatever, whatever, and, and you see all the stuff happening in the world, and all of a sudden you're getting pulled into that stuff, but you've got to renew your mind with the truth. And your renewed mind on the truth, and being filled with the Holy Spirit, you have power to save. No. You have power not to go somewhere that you used to frequent all those times and years with addictions. You'll be able to say no. And by the way, I'm not going to hang out with those folks who keep tra- trying to draw me back. Can't do it. My life depends on it. Now, Romans 8, 13, for if you live according to the dictates of the flesh, you're going to surely die. You're going to look like death-eating crackers. And if you, okay, let's read this together. But if, you reading this with me? Okay, one, two, three. I'll say one, two, three, then we'll read. One, two, three. But if through the power of the Holy Spirit you are habitually putting to death, making extinct, deadening the evil deeds prompted by the body, you shall really and genuinely live. Live forever. We need the power of the Holy Spirit to help us overcome all that stuff. Let me say it again. Romans 8. If you live according to the dictates of your flesh, you'll surely die. But if through the power of the Holy Spirit, but if through the power of the Holy Spirit, if through the power, if through the power, if the power of the Holy Spirit, you're habitually staying filled, putting to death, making extinct, deadening the evil deeds prompted by the body, you're going to live. You're going to really, genuinely live forever. We will struggle with life's temptations if we don't take time every day to pray in the Holy Spirit. When you talk about being edified, 
when First uh, Corinthians fourteen two said, when you pray in the Holy Spirit, you will build yourself up. You will edify yourself. In the Greek, it's better translated to charge. Is anybody getting refilled today and getting charged up? Is anybody going to yield to the Holy Spirit that much more? No one knows what's going on, but I'm having intimate times with my God. He's real. He's my Father. Take time to pray in the Holy Spirit. Habits, addictions, tests, trials can be overcome because the Word says that word edify, charge, means when you pray in the Spirit, you charge yourself up. And that's used in connection with charging a battery. You ever have a battery go out on you? Why did it go out on you? Huh? Because whatever was in there was, was used to provide power and it drained the battery and, and, and don't just go buy a new battery let the Holy Spirit put some charger cables right up on you and your battery and begin to charge you up as in the charging of a battery come on now Wow. Thank God for the resiliency that God gives us for the, tax, the, the task that he has ahead. Got to stay built up in the Holy Spirit. The Word says we speak the wonderful works of God. We are reminded of the indwelling presence of God, the Holy Spirit. The Word says it stimulates our faith in Jude 20. 1 Corinthians 14, 28, it keeps us from worldly contamination. Enables us to pray for the unknown. Isaiah 28 says this is the refreshing that will come upon them when the Spirit of God's poured out upon them. Refresh, refreshing. Gives us a way to give thanks to God more perfectly. And here's one final point I'll make. James chapter 3 says the tongue is just rebellious. How many would be honest enough to say, you know, I said something lately and it wasn't, wasn't necessarily upbuilding or edifying to somebody. Thank you for those seven people. You don't have to raise your hand because I know you. I know me. But the Word of God says, but through the power of the Holy Spirit, you, you, you can yield your tongue to Him and before you speak something, because you're filled with the Holy Spirit, sometimes He'll give you a hesitation. And you say, whoa, whoa, don't go there. Like a horse, right? Whoa, don't say that. Don't do that. Don't go there. And the Holy Spirit helps us bring our tongue under subjection. That's a giant step toward yielding all the rest of your members to Him. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for your words today. Thank you for this revelation of the Holy Spirit upon our lives. Thank you. We're so honored. We praise you. We give you the glory. All the honor. So as we bow our head in a mode of prayer right now, You've heard about being filled with the Holy Spirit, but you need to receive Jesus before you receive the Holy Spirit so you become a temple of the Holy Spirit and then the Spirit of God comes in you. Then when you get filled with the Holy Spirit, it comes upon you. If you're here today and you, God forbid, something would happen, it's my job to get you ready for eternity. If you're here today and you've never received Jesus, you don't know if you were to die today that you go right to, right to heaven. If you don't know that, I want to pray for you. If you want to make sure that you're saved today, I want to pray for you. Because every head is bowed, every eye closed, this is the opportunity that I just want you to raise up your hand right now and say, Pastor Coyne, include me in these prayers today. Just lift up your hand right now. Thank you. Right now. Let's settle it. Let's have an all-in moment where we mark this time in our life of receiving Jesus. You've time to just lift, lift up your hand with me, said Pastor Coyne. 
include me in this prayer. I want us all to pray this prayer together for those who raised their hand or wanted to. Pray this prayer out loud with me. Say, God, I believe Jesus. Come on, everybody. God, I believe Jesus is your son. He died on the cross for all my sin. I believe on the third day you raised him from the dead. Jesus is alive. He is Savior and Lord. But today I want him to become mine. Jesus, I receive you as my Savior right now. I renounce my past. I'm turning right towards you, and I'm receiving you as my Savior. And I receive you as my Lord. Thank you that I am born again. Thank you that the Spirit of God has come within me to help me. And oh, thank you for the truth and the revelation knowledge of being filled with the Holy Spirit today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Did I say something? That was a lot of words, wasn't it? I just got excited. I, you know, the Holy Spirit came on me. I was like a, I was like an old typewriter. No, fresh typewriter. All right, so this is what we're going to do. For those, we're, we're going to have uh, our prayer teams come up here. And because I want to give time for you that want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, when we, when we dismiss or when, whenever the time Meredith is, you can just invite our, our prayer workers up here. And I want you to come, and they're going to take individual time with you. Don't, don't walk away from this word. Please don't. Because this, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, when I found out I'm a spirit, I got to do something with my mind, and I got to dominate my body. We can only do that by beholding His Word. The Spirit of God says, I'll make you more Christ-like. And then being filled gives us the power to live out. Because there's people watching you today, they don't believe one thing about you. Because you you've told a story over and over and over and over again. I wonder if you just went ahead and closed your mouth and just started living it. And then they see a temptation come to you. But you're praying in the Spirit up, up underneath your breath. I'm telling you what, that's 98% of what God does in your personal prayer life. Be filled today.